latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Joining us for this episode is Michael Avanzi, General Manager of Wisconsin Public Power Utility, Calcana Utilities. Michael became General Manager of the utility in November 2021. Michael, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited to share some of the amazing things we're doing here at Kakana Utilities. Great, great. So looking forward to the conversation. Um, so to kind of get things started, um, could you talk about your career in public power? Sure thing, Paul. So um, I like to say that my, my career in public power really started when I was born. Uh, and the reason I say that is because when I was born, my mom was actually working for the public power utility in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Light, Gas and Water. And uh, so when I was a baby, she would take me to work with her. And uh, she also did this with my brothers when they were born. So, you know, for, for about the first five years of my life, uh, I would go with my mom to work at Memphis Light, Gas and Water and I don't know how much of a help I was back then, but uh, I do believe that's when my public power career really started. Now, uh, I did take a little bit of a hiatus from my public power career during uh, to go get my education, uh, you know, K through 12 education and ultimately college. Uh, my background is in electrical engineering. Uh, but as soon as I graduated college, um, I, I had a decision to make and I could either uh, go into education, which is uh, the career my my mom ultimately went into, uh, and then, or I could go into plumbing, which was the career my dad uh, was in. So uh, I didn't want to do either one of those. So I said, "Hey, let me give this public power uh, thing a try, this utility industry." So I applied for a job in my uh, senior year of college and started working for Memphis Light, Gas, and Water, uh, and. Um, Worked there for a little over 12 years uh, doing some electric, uh, gas, and water distribution engineering. Now, uh, Memphis Light Gas and Water serves uh, a little bit over 400,000 customers in the Memphis community. Um, and uh, they're obviously a three-service uh, public utility uh, serving electric, gas, and water. After about 12 years uh, in Memphis, my wife and I decided it was time to make a move. And so we, uh, we found an opportunity for us out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, I was fortunate to get a job with the, the public power utility, Colorado Springs Utilities, uh, which is a, a four service public utility that has uh, electric, gas, water, and wastewater, uh, serving a little bit over 250,000 customers. And um, they are uh, a vertically integrated utility, which means that uh, they own all of their own uh, generation, transmission, and distribution. So uh, with Colorado Springs, I had the opportunity, uh, again, I was there for a little bit over five years uh, doing electric and gas engineering and planning, uh, was responsible for our resource planning, uh, transmission and distribution planning. And uh, toward the end of my uh, stint with Colorado Springs, uh, I was managing the, uh, the line department. So I was overseeing all the, the line workers um, and troubleshooters and, and things of that nature. Uh, also, uh, Colorado Springs Utilities uh, was a member or is a member of the large public power council. So I also got to get involved uh, a little bit uh, with, with that group um, during my time at Colorado Springs. 
So um, roughly uh, last summer uh, in the June, July timeframe, my wife and I started looking for other opportunities again. And uh, we found this um, this tremendous opportunity here at Kakani Utilities. Uh, They had a general manager that um, had been here for 19 years and, uh, you know, has had done a lot in the industry and he just decided it was time to retire. Uh, so they were looking to for his replacement, and uh, after a few interviews and visiting the community, it felt like a great fit for for my family and I. And uh, Kakana felt like I was a good fit, so uh, they brought me on board, and I started officially here on November first. A little bit about Kakana Utilities: um, we had we serve about sixteen thousand electric customers. Uh, and we also uh, are a water utility as well, serving about 7,000 water customers. Just to, to wrap this uh, question up, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the public power industry now for uh, about 18 years, uh, three different companies, uh, all different. But, you know, one of the things that uh, I've seen in common with all three of the organizations I've been able to uh, be a part of is, I truly believe we have the best people uh, in the industry, uh, the best employees. Uh, Our employees live, work, and play in the communities that we serve. And uh, I just think that gives them uh, that extra little motivation to want to do what's right and and to to go above and beyond to serve our customers. So it's it's been a great career up to this point, and I'm just looking forward to the future. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks for that great overview of your career in public power. So now, so you started in November, obviously settled into your position at this point. So in that context, could you talk about your priorities uh, in your new role as general manager? You know, it, it all starts with the, the traditional uh, priorities or, or really our mission in public power is to, uh, you know, work safely, uh, keep our employees safe, keep the, the, the general public and our customers safe. Uh, so. Safety is, is my number one priority and, and always will be. Uh, we, we've come up with two themes uh, with regard to safety. Uh, one of those is safety over productivity. So we really stress with our employees, uh, take your time, uh, do the job right, don't take any shortcuts. Um, and and we, really, we really emphasize the fact that the job needs to be done safely and get the job done safely more so than just worrying about getting the job done. Um, and then the other theme being everyone owns safety. So to have a to have a positive safety culture, I think really everybody has to play a part. Uh, everybody in the organization, no matter what level you're you're in, um, if if you see something that uh, may be a safety concern, say something, do something, um, and uh, you know, near misses, report near misses, close calls. It's very important. Reporting close calls can save lives. So, you know, we really, we really emphasize uh, safety every chance we get, uh, and and that will always be our top priority. Uh, beyond that, you know, reliability and cost uh, are are obviously important. Keeping the lights on for our customers, keeping costs low, keeping them competitive, um, is those are the hallmarks of public power. Beyond our traditional, you know, safety, reliability, and cost, you know, when I came into this job, one of the, the number one priority was really 
relationship building. And, and that started with, with our employees. Uh, we have uh, about 60 employees on staff here at uh, Kakani Utilities. And uh, my goal was in the first 90 days uh, to meet with every single employee one-on-one and, and start building those relationships and learn, learn about what they're doing and the challenges they're dealing with. Uh, I actually was uh, able to complete that in six weeks. Uh, so I cut that time in half. And uh, let me tell you, uh, those meetings were scheduled for about 30 minutes apiece. And uh, I think the average meeting lasted 45 minutes to an hour. And I had hundreds of pages of notes from those meetings. They were so enlightening. And our employees just uh, wanted to share uh, what they knew and what, what, they, uh, what they were dealing with. So that was, uh, that was a, a wonderful way to build the foundation and start, a, start my career off here at Kakana Utilities. Um, other relationships, uh, I've met with uh, all of our commissioners. So we have, we have a, a utility commission made up of seven uh, members. I, I met with each of them on numerous occasions uh, to build those relationships, as well as stakeholders in our community and in our industry. Everyone from uh, the mayor uh, to city officials. Uh, we have villages and towns that we serve, uh, those administrators, our city council members. Um, uh, I've gotten very involved with our joint action agency here in Wisconsin, which is a WPPI, Wisconsin Public Power, and um, as well as engaging with other other. Um, constituents, other uh, colleagues in the in, in our industry, other general managers at uh, utilities here uh, through our Municipal Electric Utilities of Wisconsin organization and others. So um, relationship building has been really my number one priority in my first few months here. Going forward, um, looking at our, our plan for 2022, um, we have really five areas that we're focusing on or five priority uh, theme areas, I would say. Uh, one being planning. Uh, we really want to revisit our strategic plan. We want to revisit our mission, our vision, our values, our goals, our strategies. We want to look at our, um, we're developing an um, environmental responsibility plan. We want to do an IT roadmap. Uh, we're looking at our emergency preparedness. Uh, and our emergency action planning. Uh, so lots being done in the areas of, of planning for the future. We're also looking at our organization. Uh, number two area is our organizational review. Uh, everything from uh, doing an organizational assessment of how we're structured, uh, our, our positions, uh, how they're classified, uh, our job descriptions. We're gonna do a compensation study uh, we're going to look at how we do our performance evaluations and how we recognize our employees. Uh, we're on the brink of uh, rolling out an employee recognition program uh, for, for our staff, which we're really excited about. The number three area that we're looking at for, uh, for this year is customer and community engagement. Uh, we want to start doing newsletters on a quarterly basis that we send out to our customers, to our community leaders. Uh, we want to, um, I would like to get out and, and do town halls. I've talked to the, the mayor here about doing some town halls in the community uh, to, to be more proactive about getting our message out uh, to our customers. And then for our larger customers, we want to bring them in 
and, and do a large customer meeting uh, uh, every year to update them on what's going on in our industry. The fourth area we're focused on is technology. So we're, uh, we're implementing a, uh, a new GIS-based uh, work, work order management system uh, called Automated Utility Design. Uh, we are um, looking to implement a, a human resources information system. Uh, we're looking at digitizing a lot of our processes and moving to mobile applications for our field staff. And uh, we're also going to be upgrading our SCADA system this year. Uh, so lots going on in the area of technology. And then lastly um, is, is water quality. So uh, again, we're a water utility as well. Uh, we're, Kakana is known uh, for having some of, some of the hardest water in the state of Wisconsin. So we're gonna look and see uh, what we can do to make that better for our customers, see uh, how we can treat our water differently um, and uh, rolling out a marketing campaign uh, to help our customers uh, with, with using water uh, more safely and uh, just uh, improving the quality of life here from a water uh, standpoint. So. So those are our areas here in the near term. And then uh, once we complete all the planning exercises, uh, I'm sure we'll have some some new priorities uh, coming our way. Yeah. One follow-up question, if I could. What, what caught my ear is in, in what you said earlier was your meetings, your one-on-one -on -one meetings with the employees. Just curious, anything that jumps to mind in terms of uh, things that jumped out at you in terms of what uh, some of the employees may have told you? First of all, you know, brings me back to what I was talking about earlier with having some of the, the best people in the industry. Um, I truly believe we have that here in Kakana. Uh, we'll talk about that here um, shortly uh, with some of the things we're doing for retention and recruitment. But, um, you know, our employees really are very motivated uh, to do a good job. Uh, they, they all appreciated the opportunity to share feedback uh, with, with, with me. And, um, you know, they, they want to be involved. They want to make a difference. Uh, they all want to have a voice. Um, you know, some of the things that they, they brought about, you know, other than your, your typical uh, compensation and benefits, you know, there, there's always ways we can look at making those better for our employees, um, looking at our succession planning. How, how can we uh, position employees to, to better uh, be able to move up in the organization? How can we better retain knowledge? Uh, we have uh, quite a few employees uh, that have retired in recent years, uh, and we have a few more retirements planned. So how can we keep that knowledge in-house? They A lot of them brought up about customer engagement. Uh, they they wanna make sure that, that we're getting our messaging out to the customers, to the community about all the great things we're doing, but also they wanna hear that feedback as well uh, from our customers, from the community. And uh, let's see, just, you know, communication uh, can always be a challenge. Uh, inter interdepartmental communication, sometimes uh, departments can get caught up in what they're doing and, and we don't necessarily share, share that as well among, among the various departments. So, you know, we do some, um, we do some all employee meetings and uh, things like that to, to really uh, help get the word out across departments about what we're doing. And uh, 
make that make that communication stronger across the organization. So, so that was some of the feedback that I got through those meetings, which was uh, again very enlightening. You touched upon community engagement and how that's something you're you're focused on. Now, as you know, APPA last year recognized Kakana Utilities with two awards um, for efforts the utility made during the pandemic, um, the Sue Kelly Community Service Award and the EF Scattergood System Achievement Award. Um, so could you talk about the utility's efforts to help its community during the pandemic? Unfortunately, you know, like everybody else, the, the pandemic hit us pretty hard here in uh, Kakana and in, our, in the area around us. And so we did have to end up closing our our front office here, which customers do come in to our office uh, on occasion to pay their bill or ask questions uh, about their bill and, and stuff like that. Uh, we did have to close that service for about 10 months uh, over 2020 and a little bit into 2021. Um, with that, we, we, we knew that we needed to do some things to, to help our customers uh, make it easier to do business with us. And so one of the things we did during that time frame is we eliminated uh, our customer convenience fee for any credit, debit, or e-check, e uh, electronic check transactions. Uh, our customers no longer have to pay a fee for those types of transactions. We did launch our uh, My Account in May of 2020, making it easier for customers to, to look at online at their bill and their usage and pay their bills and, and do all the things to manage their, their energy more effectively, more efficiently. We also launched our uh, outage management system in, in May of 2020 to help our customers um, have better information quicker at their fingertips uh, when we do have outages. And, and that was actually one of the things that we were recognized for uh, on the EF Scattergood System Achievement Award. Uh, we also uh, went uh, all online. We digitized our um, cert application for service, making it easier for new customers to do business with us. Uh, instead of having to fill out a paper form, now they could do that all online. Uh, we did that toward the end of 2020. We also did a lot of things with the schools, um, recognizing that, that students and, and parents uh, were being hit hard by this pandemic. Uh, we did some things uh, with the National Theater for Children here, uh, where they do performances for local schools, uh, performances related to energy efficiency. We rolled out a COVID recharge initiative um, in which we, we donated over $75,000 into the communities that we serve. Uh, some of our benefactors from that included St. Vincent de Paul, uh, the Chamber of Commerce to help local small businesses, especially. Uh, again, our school districts, our library. Uh, we have a program we do every year called Random Acts of Kindness. Uh, that's where our employees will actually donate money out of their pockets uh, to give to, to customers uh, that are experiencing hardship throughout the year. And we'll actually go around the holidays and, and surprise these customers uh, with this random acts of kindness uh, so they can they can do something nice. And, and some of these families, it's just it's just so touching because they'll send us letters saying that, you know, they weren't going to be able to they weren't going to be able to put, buy their kids gifts 
this year had they not received that random act of kindness. And, you know, that's just, it doesn't get any better than that. You know, it doesn't get any more touching to be able to help your customers in that way. We also did a lot of things uh, to help our essential workers, uh, our policemen, our firefighters, our, our postal workers uh, through our COVID recharge initiative. Uh, as part of that, as a result of that COVID recharge initiative, that was that was one of the ma major factors that contributed to us winning the Sue Kelly Community Service Award. Uh, but we also were recognized by our uh, Chamber of Commerce here uh, with the Community Partner of the Year Award as a result of that effort. Some of the things that we're continuing to do uh, here more recently, uh, we we partnered with the um, police department here in Kakana. Uh, to help them purchase two uh, electric bikes. Uh, they had to re replace a couple of their bikes and they wanted to buy some electric bikes. And we thought this is good for the community, good for our environment. Uh, let's let's partner with the PD and, and do that with them. Another thing we do um, kind of in the spirit of just, just helping people feel better, you know, we, we do some stuff to help with local entertainment, just to get people out and, and get them to feel better. Because during the pandemic, everybody was a little bit down and, and just helping them uh, kind of take their mind off of things. So we, we, we have a local music festival here in town that, that happens every summer, usually in, in the June timeframe, called the Electric City Experience. So Kakana's nickname is uh, Electric City because of all the hydropower that we can produce here. Um, and uh, we have an electric city experience every year, which is a, a big music festival here. Uh, and uh, we contribute to that. And it's, it's a local fundraiser, again, that that goes and uh, helps a lot of the, the nonprofits and, su and such in the community. And lastly, you know, we um, one of the things that I got to, the pleasure of doing uh, soon after I started here was uh, we we decorated some of our trucks and, and went through the local parades here. Kakana and the village of Little Shoot every year put on a Christmas parade and and we put our Kakana utility trucks through that and and got an opportunity to be in the procession of the parade. So again, just doing a lot to uh, to help the help the customers feel better um, because it was a hard time for everybody during the pandemic. Great, yeah, Michael, and I think what you just um, described really epitomizes. What public power is all about uh, in terms of uh, engaging with the community in hard times. So thanks for that that overview. So switching gears here, you, you'd also touched upon um, GIS. Um, can you talk about how the utility has successfully leveraged geographic information in terms of helping customers and improve the utility's overall performance, um, like with things like responding to power outages? Sure thing, Paul. Um, so. Geographic Information System. I'll use the acronym GIS. Uh, we were we were one of the first utilities, uh, as far as we know, that actually went live with the um, utility network platform of Esri, uh, and that's that's our GIS platform that we use. We did that in July of 2021. What this platform enables us to do is is have a very extremely accurate connectivity model, so that from, from our interconnections where we tie to our transmission providers all the way down to each individual customer meter, we have very accurate connectivity. 
Uh, it allowed us, as a result of uh, implementing this platform, it allowed us to clean up a lot of data errors and inconsistencies that we found. It took us about a year uh, to implement this platform, uh, but doing so, we cleaned up a lot of our data. It also enabled us to roll out uh, GPS to all of our field workers so they can actually see their location in the field relative to any of our assets, uh, whether it be a pole or an underground uh, uh, network vault or a manhole or whatever it might be, water main, uh, we can, they can actually see where they are and, and they can navigate more efficiently to our assets. So if we do have like an outage, for example, we can more efficiently route ourselves uh, to respond more quickly to those outages. It also allows us to, uh, to do field data collection. So when we do find uh, issues in the field uh, that may, maybe there's an error in our GIS system that we find in the field, we can quickly send a red line uh, from the field back to the back office and make those corrections right away. And also when we're doing our as building, we're doing new projects out there and making changes to our system, we can uh, send, send that information back to our, uh, to our operations group quickly uh, so they know changes that are happening in our system right away, uh, as well as our back office uh, GIS group that's making the, the updates to our maps. Now, you may ask, why did we go to this platform? Uh, and a lot of it had to do with uh, the, uh, the outage management system that we went live with back in May of 2020. That, that system actually requires extremely accurate connectivity in your GIS model. So the, the GIS and our mapping system is integrated with our outage management system. And this allows us to provide, <coughs> excuse me, it allows us to provide accurate outage information quickly to our customers. And, uh, and that was really what kind of prompted us to go to the utility network platform was to enhance that integration with our outage management system. And, you know, we were, we were poised uh, to, to roll out an effective outage management system and GIS platform really because of uh, we had already implemented AMI or uh, automatic meter infrastructure um, back in 2016. So smart meters, uh, we, we started that in 2016 and we have our AMI system fully implemented. That allows us to uh, disconnect and reconnect customers remotely, uh, which you know, enhances the safety of sending, by, sending someone out. It also uh, allows us to turn power back on more quickly. It allows us to know, uh, know when customers are off. Uh, they don't necessarily have to call in to tell us they're off. So having that, that AMI system really enabled uh, us to, to roll out the OMS or outage management system which really uh, prompted the, the GIS platform. Now, we, we have a lot of big plans going forward to further enhance um, the capabilities of this technology that we've implemented. Uh, and, and one of the things that, one of the reasons we can do that is because we have an outstanding uh, operational technology specialist that handles all of our GIS work. Uh, she, we hired her last year she has a bachelor's and master's degree in geography. 
and she's just super talented and passionate about uh, the work that she does. Uh, she's from our community. She's born and raised here. Uh, she she's so passionate. Uh, there was actually there's actually a day in our industry called GIS Day. I didn't even know that till I came here. But there's actually a GIS Day, and she celebrated this by coming to work that day with her uh, uh, decked out in a in a map for an outfit. So and and then she made a cookie GIS uh, cake. So that just shows the passion she has for for the work that she does, and because of the talent that she possesses, we're going to be able to uh, implement. Uh, our G- the GIS-based work order system that I talked about earlier, that's going to automate our designs, streamline our design process, allow us to produce more accurate designs for the field, and um, implement a design review process. We're also going to roll out our, um, our all of our line inspections that we do out in the field, uh, and that'll be a GIS-based platform. We hope to do both of those this year. We're also looking to digitize 100% of our processes um, for inspections, uh, for uh, doing maintenance out on our in our system. Our goal is to go to 100% digital utility. So all that being said, you know the proof's really in the pudding. Uh, what what has this done for us in terms of improving our results? We have some of the best reliability in the industry. Uh, we have a, a SATI of about 25 minutes, which would put us in the, the top quartile in the APPA benchmarking report. And as a result of all this technology that we've implemented, our SATI has gotten better over time. So um, just, a, just a few years ago, our SATI was up in the 60 to 70 minute range. Now we're in the 25 minute range. Um, and, and so what that means is essentially our customers are experiencing less outages. And when we do have outages, um, we're able to, we're responding to them more quickly, getting the lights back on more quickly. As a result of all this, we've been recognized by APPA uh, as a smart energy provider. And also, uh, we've been awarded the APPA RP3 diamond level designation. So we're very proud about uh, some of the technology that we've implemented. Uh, We've got a long way to go, uh, but we've really seen the results of our hard work. Yeah, I mean, so it sounds like the obvious takeaway is when you're a utility, putting in the technology in place is great, but it's not a one and done type of thing where you can just stay static. You've got to kind of constantly think about ways to build upon what you've already installed, right? It, it, it's continuous improvement. There's right. there's so many capabilities with this technology, you know, and and there's only so much time in the day to implement these things. And, um, you know, you have other priorities and whatnot. But, yeah, if you have the right uh, staff, the right resources, uh, it's motivated. Uh, the buy in is important. Uh, getting getting the, the the your staff bought in to using the technology. Getting them, showing them the the benefits that it can produce, not only for them but for our customers. Uh, that that's the key to really advancing. Just turn to the last question. I wanted to talk about workforce uh, issues, and as you as you know, um, 
recruit, recruitment of, of qualified workers in the energy sector uh, remains a challenge nationwide. Um, so in that context, could you talk about what utility is doing in terms of attracting and retaining qualified employees? Sure thing. Uh, again, everything we do really depends on the, the, the talent that we have, the, the employees, uh, their attitudes, their capabilities. Uh, we truly believe that we are an employer of choice here in, in our community, uh, in our industry. And, and why do we feel that way? Uh, our employees have told us because our culture, uh, we have a very uh, caring culture. We do a lot of things to, to help and give back to our community, but also to help our employees. Uh, we have a very inclusive culture. Everybody feels like they have a voice, uh, no matter what level they're at in the organization. Our, our commissioners uh, are engaged, but they're also very trustworthy of staff. Um, that's one of the main reasons that attracted me here uh, as the general manager. Uh, not only our culture, but also you know the commission and and their how they how they lead the organization. Uh, we have very competitive wages, uh, very strong benefits. Uh, every year we review the not only the APPA but also the uh, MEUW, which is uh, again the Municipal Electric Utilities of Wisconsin put out a salary survey. We take a look at that every year to see how we're doing. As a result of that, last year. Uh, we made an adjustment to our uh, wages for our line workers uh, because we, we we saw that we were falling behind, uh, particularly in our in our area or in our state of Wisconsin. Uh, so we, we made some adjustments to those wages. Um, we offer flexible work schedules. So if an employee uh, isn't feeling well, you know, we encourage them to stay home. And if, if they're capable of working from home, we certainly welcome that uh, for our field staff. Uh, we 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 do uh, different alternative schedules, whether it be four tens uh, or or whatnot, throughout the year, uh, to give them that flexibility as well. In terms of kind of recruitment and whatnot, we we work with local um, high schools and colleges. Uh, we have a youth apprenticeship program where we've uh, hired high school students uh, to come in, you know, and work on. We have an IT youth apprentice and we're looking at expanding that to some of our uh, our field field staff maintenance staff uh, type positions we have internships for engineers uh, we also partner with our local uh, college northwest uh, technical Co northeast wisconsin technical college here uh, and and other technical colleges in the area uh, for our apprenticeship programs uh, so we not only have a line worker apprenticeship uh, but we're also um, looking to uh, have a, a millwright or, or mechanical technician apprenticeship program, a substation apprenticeship program, uh, and those are those are fantastic ways to uh, to uh, to bring in uh, new blood into uh, even the the non-technical positions. Um, we offer lots of training opportunities. We welcome our staff uh, to travel, get involved uh, in industry organizations go to um, conferences and, and training and and do all that. So all of that leads to just uh, the, the type of culture that our employees want to want to be here. And, um, you know, people want to come here and, and work uh, with that. We, we've still, like everybody else, seen challenges uh, with 
with our recruitment, um, not only in our technical area, but our non-technical areas. So that's where we're trying to to really uh, look at things like these um, apprenticeship programs and youth apprenticeships uh, with high schools to get people interested in our industry at a young age, show them all the benefits there are of joining our industry. You know, we have, I, I truly believe we're one of the most uh, exciting industries uh, in, in, the, in the future here. Our industry is in a period of transformation. Uh, when we talk about um, decarbonization and, and new, uh, new rates and electric vehicles and uh, battery storage, and you can go on and on about all the exciting things coming our way uh, and the, the, the fun challenges uh, that, that there are going to be to solve. So we really try to promote that um, throughout our community and in the area. Uh, some of the things we have planned for the future uh, to even enhance our retention and our recruitment is we're looking to roll out a, a voluntary time off program. That's where employees can take uh, time off during the workday and actually go back and give back to the community uh, through volunteering. Uh, we're, uh, again, rolling out an employee spot recognition program where employees can recognize each other, um, not only leaders, but peer-to-peer -peer or peer-to-supervisor. Uh, anybody can recognize uh, on the spot for, for going above and beyond. We're also looking to uh, roll out some enhancements to our onboarding for new employees, as well as our succession planning. At, again, the proof's in the pudding. Uh, we have a fantastic staff here uh, of about 60 employees. Our average year of service is about 11 years per employee. And about half of our staff has been here for more than 15 years. We have a very low turnover rate We've only had two resignations in the last three years. And I mentioned earlier the, the, line, the adjustment we made to the line worker wages. As a result of that, we just put out a post to fill a line worker position. We had over 25 uh, applicants, uh, and that was way more than we had the last time that we tried to fill one of these positions. We even had... Uh, applicants from investor-owned utilities, which is kind of unheard of uh, in our history. So, so definitely um, recruitment and retention is something that, that is a challenge for us, uh, but we feel like that we are we're doing really well in that area and we'll continue to try to improve as well. Great. Well, Michael, thanks so much for, for a really informative conversation. Um, and, and um, you know, I'm lucky in the sense that all the GMs and, and CEOs that I've been talking to, they, they provide a lot of detail and all the exciting things that utilities are working on. And obviously, you're, you fit within that, uh, that, that mold in terms of what you're working on. So um, I would love to have you back at some point uh, in the future um, so we can kind of get an update on where things are standing with the various projects you guys are working on. Well, again, thank you for the opportunity, Paul. Um, I'd be glad to come back anytime. And uh, just thank you for all that you do for our industry and sharing that positive news that's uh, happening throughout our communities.